how to get what you really want. Today I'm going to discuss how to visualize and get what you really want. A lot of times we know what we don't want. We don't like our job. We don't like our partner, our marriage, our spouse. We don't like where we live. We don't like the fact that we can't go on vacation or we think we can't. We don't like a lot of things and we know what we don't like. But how many of us are really working on what we do like? How many of us actually know what we do like? A lot of times we are influenced by outside factors. We watch other people's social media and we think we want that. Or we live up to society's expectations of what we should have. Years ago, I thought I had it all. I had a big house and a country club, a fancy car, I had a handsome husband, and I really thought, and a fancy job too to go with it. I really thought I had it all. But deep down, I wasn't happy. Even though I had what I thought I should have had, I really wasn't living to my fullest potential. I wasn't living my best life. And little by little, things started to unravel. And I realized that I wasn't doing what I really wanted to be doing. I didn't really care about having a big house. I didn't really want to live in a country club. That wasn't me. I prefer... I love old houses. I definitely love living in a city. Right now I live in downtown Phoenix and I love it. And I never would have thought, you know, that I would love living here in a fairly modest apartment versus my big old house, which was huge high ceilings. It was really fancy and beautifully decorated. And it was nice. I invited people over sometimes. Sometimes I did little parties, but it really wasn't me. And, you know, that's the thing. And finding what you really want, you have to find what's really you. What really resonates with you. What really makes you feel alive. And what I wanted to do was help people. And that's one of the reasons I do these podcasts, because I really like to share advice and tips and things that I've learned And I like to help people. So that was really what I had always wanted to do my whole life. And when I was younger, I wanted to be a rock star because I love music and I love connecting people. So I decided (laughs) in my middle age, what I would really like to do is be a rock star fundraiser. So that's what, that's been my path, starting my own nonprofit working on getting donations and I hope to do some rock star I have done some themed events uh, with rock groups that I like but I would love to really explore that a little bit more maybe do some I've always wanted to do a large live um, event with a, a band playing and just a wonderful charitable event that's something it's a little hard to do nowadays with COVID but that's definitely on my to-do list and I know I can pull it off. So one of the things that I needed to do was to visualize because I did have some doubts and I had 
tough days where I questioned myself. I said, why would I want to do this? You know, I, I had a great job. I was a financial controller and I was making high six figures. I never needed money. I was always, you know, just financially successful. I wasn't a millionaire, but I was very successful and I didn't really lack anything. And working in nonprofit development is a little bit different, but I'm so much happier. So I think you need to visualize and really get deep with yourself. So the first step is to get quiet within your own mind. So seek some time for some quiet meditation. Put aside an hour in the morning or half an hour. Have a cup of coffee, stare out the window, do a little meditation read some magazines, maybe make a vision board, cut out some pages from magazines and visualize yourself. So set that quiet time to just go and see what is, what really energizes you? What gets you excited? What gets you up in the morning? What keeps you up at night? I mean, when I'm working on a nonprofit project, I feel so alive and energized. And when I finally finish with whatever fundraiser I'm doing or when I get in a big donation, I feel like Santa Claus when I get to give out that money. And to me, that is just the best feeling in the world to be able to help somebody and pay it forward and you know, to make someone's life better. Somebody who's been struggling and not able to do something we were able to help a girl in Kenya, in Africa, who wanted to go back to beauty school and she had no possible way of getting that money. And she couldn't go to school and she had suffered through abuse and a very difficult childhood. And she didn't know how she was gonna move forward. She wasn't able to work, she wasn't able to go to school, she wasn't able to do anything. And through fundraising, I was able to raise the funds to give her the Given to Fly scholarship. And she was able to go back to beauty school and she'll be finishing in about a year. So it really feels good and energizes me when able to do that. And some of the things aren't even monetary things, just spreading good words, helping people. So spreading, uh, happiness. I like to do um, little meetups, like we're doing happiness rocks, where we're going to paint little kindness rocks and give them out. So doing things that help other people is what really works for me. And money wasn't a motivator for me. For a lot of people it is, and a lot of people, I mean, I, I love beautiful things. Don't get me wrong. I love nice. I don't buy a thousand dollar shoes, but I do think they're beautiful. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable spending that kind of money on shoes, but you know, I like to go out to nice restaurants. I love to travel. I, I really do, you know, I appreciate the things that money can buy, but it didn't make me happy. You know, there, it really didn't, make me feel fulfilled. And I didn't feel like I was giving back when I worked for the hedge fund. I felt like I was helping a lot of people who were really already extremely wealthy, extremely successful. And I wanted to help those people who weren't 
extremely successful, who had struggled in life, who had overcome things like homelessness. And I do help the homeless. I uh, go downtown in Phoenix and a lot of people are living in tents and on the streets. Some people don't even have tents. And I feed them. I give them clothing. I give them books to read. I give them resources, how to find a job. I mean, I also mentor people that I help through the Given to Fly scholarship. So that makes me feel like I really am giving back. And for me as a helper and an empath, that's what really gets me going. Now, other people may be different. Maybe your inner purpose is something else. Maybe I don't know what fuels other people, but I know that's what fuels me. And it took me really 50 years of my life to realize that. I had always volunteered with others and I always did some kind of volunteering work, but being able to do it for myself and kind of doing it with no rules except, you know, abiding by local laws and rules like that, but no limitations. So having that limitless you know, it's really just up to me and that entrepreneurial spirit. That's what drives me. So figure out what drives you and don't look at the outside things because, you know, maybe, maybe getting a Louis Vuitton and wearing, uh, you know, the I forget what's the name of those fancy shoes that she wears on uh Carrie Bradshaw wears I can't even remember because I don't own them (laughs) I I thrift shop (laughs) so so I do find some nice brands in the thrift shop but not that nice (laughs) and I wouldn't really want that wouldn't be my thing anyway (laughs) so you know each to his own but maybe that's what drives you like collecting some people love collecting things they like to earn money so they can travel around the world and see different cultures you know and I I love that too that's something that motivates me so get really clear first of all on what do you desire what do you really 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 want you know can you get what you really want do you need to win the lottery to travel I mean nowadays there's so many options like I have a credit card that gives me miles so I just use it for my groceries and my average everyday expenses and I'll get a probably a free ticket a year that's the American Airlines uh, mile up card if you're interested in that kind of a card you know you can do that so you can get a free ticket you can stay with friends I mean I have a network through Pearl Jam of you know people that would host me at any time and I'd do the same for them so if you're part of a group like that um, there's always couch surfing there's Airbnb and we have so many options nowadays so people that say well if I win the lottery I'll go to Europe why do you need to win the lottery I mean sure if you love like my dad loves going to casinos he goes every week to the casino And he plays their money and he always wins. And that's what jazzes him up. I mean, he's 88 years old and he doesn't really have a whole lot else he can do right now. Um, You know, he's, he's getting up there, but he loves going to the casino. And that's what 
drives him. He just enjoys that. Like my grandmother, she enjoys having a smoke and a bottle, a glass, sometimes a bottle, but usually a glass or two of wine and talking to people. And she would cook for the neighborhood uh, after she sold her business because she owned a restaurant. So after she sold the restaurant, she would cook for people. And, you know, that's what drove her was connecting with people and her little enjoyments of her cigarette and her, you know, I'm not endorsing smoking by any means, but for her, it was a lifelong habit. And she she would say that she enjoyed it. So, you know, each to his own. I don't judge. I really try not to judge what works for other people. I never really liked the idea that both of my grandmothers were heavy smokers. But, you know, I tried not to judge or lecture them because they probably wouldn't have listened anyway. (laughs) So, you know, figure out what works for you. What is your driving? You know, what is your driver? What, What gets you excited about getting up in the morning? Maybe you love fitness. Maybe you love running. Um, I know someone who is, um, I think he's the only person who has brain cancer and HIV and who runs marathons. And he runs with his wife and it's just so inspirational. And he runs a foundation to help others. So that's his driver. He was an architect as a as a career for his profession. But I think he's taking much more enjoyment out of helping others through his foundation and being a good role model through running the marathons. My brother's also a marathon runner and he loves, he loves it. You know, and it's just, to me, what they go through to be a marathon runner, I couldn't do it. I could maybe run a mile, maybe two. I'm trying to walk three miles a day, but I could never do what they do in terms of their toenails falling off and you know, getting physically ill on their runs. My brother would get up, you know, in Phoenix, it's pretty hot here in the summer and he trained year round. So he would get up at like three in the morning, go running with a headlamp. I mean, you know, the sacrifices that Mike had to do to be able to uh, be a marathon runner. And he did several marathons and, you know, he wasn't, he was always athletic. He always played hockey. He always played baseball soccer. He he did a lot of sports, but he wasn't really built like a runner. He's not like a wiry kind of skinny guy, you know. He's he's solid, <laughs> you know. I mean, he's always trying to lose weight. But um when he runs, he's he's very slim and he's in great shape and he's a skier and he does amazing things. And I wish I could be a marathon runner but it's not my driver it's not something that gets me up and you know when I worked at the hedge fund almost everybody there had done the marathon because one of our partners he was a marathon runner so a lot of people followed his example and did the New York City Marathon and I love going to watch the New York City Marathon but I really never had an aspiration to go out and run the New York City Marathon So you really have to know what you want, you know, know. And the second step is after you get really clear and know what you want, try to visualize it. So don't just say, well, I want to own a business, you know, or I want a job. 
people that are out of jobs, a lot of times they'll say, I'll take anything. And honestly, that's the worst approach, saying I'll take anything. It just doesn't, it doesn't focus your energy in the right way. So to get the job that you really want, and you know, to an employer, somebody who's willing to take anything, probably isn't the best person for their job, for their opening. They're not the person who's going to come in every day with a passion. So when I wanted to work in nonprofits and change my career from finance, I only looked at nonprofits because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work somewhere that helps people. So I work for a senior living community where I help our residents. And, you know, I was kind of sad to learn that some of our residents, um, some of them are well off, but we also have a assisted living facility with low income people. And a lot of them don't have enough money to pay their bills. And we do help them with that with our benevolent fund. And a lot of people don't have enough money to eat three times a day. And can you imagine seniors who can't afford to eat three times a day? So we run a food bank and we also uh, get donations to help cover their meals. And it makes me feel really good to be able to help like that. So when I visualized, I didn't know I'd be working for a senior living center, but it, it works really well for me. But I did visualize that I would be doing something with a nonprofit foundation and I wanted to do something in fundraising. Um, I, I like doing that and I love doing event planning. So I saw myself planning big events and I saw myself, I love information and databases, spreadsheets, that kind of thing. So I saw myself doing a lot of the behind the scenes work and I really take quite a, a lot of enjoyment out of that. I like the fundraising part, but I also like the behind the scenes part too. So if you're looking for a new job, Try to visualize where you would sit, what your office would look like, what would you do day to day, who would you talk to, how would you feel if you want to open a business, visualize how, what would the business sell, who would your clients be, what would your products look like, I mean, get down to the details, get really visual, you know, and the vision board is always a good idea. Um, having a solid business plan is one way of visualizing without the actual visuals, but uh, visualizing with words. Um, you can do a PowerPoint, you can do a video, you can throw it into a podcast if that helps you. You can journal in a diary. There's so many different ways, but get very specific. If you are thinking that what would make your life perfect would be to have the perfect spouse or the perfect relationship. Now that Valentine's Day is coming up, I think people are thinking about that a lot. So don't just say, well, I hope I meet somebody. Try to visualize what would the person look like? What would they, how would they talk? What would they do? What kind of career would they have? What kind of person would they be? What qualities and characteristics would you look for in your perfect mate? and get as specific as possible with that. And then you have more chance of meeting them because if you're like me, you'd like 
don't want to hurt people's feelings. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of hard sometimes because you meet people and you know that that person is just not the right person. They don't have the right energy, but you feel like you don't want to let them down. But once you have a more specific picture of who you're looking for and what kind of qualities and characteristics you're looking for, then you really don't want to waste time with people that don't fit those characteristics. It's just a waste of their time and a waste of your time. And it's a little bit, you know, I feel like that's not very kind to do that. So you're better off to let people know in the beginning, look, I don't think this is going to work. I don't feel the right, I'm not feeling the right connection. And I'm sorry, but I wish you all the best. And then you'll be able to focus your energy on the people that really are the ones that could make it happen for you and could be somebody who gives you good energy. And a lot of people stay in bad relationships because they're afraid of what will happen if I'm alone. How will I feel when I'm alone? And I'm telling you that the best relationship is the one.